Welcome to the Superconscious Success Podcast, where Jen and her Superconscious Success family co-hosts bring you valuable content each and every week on topics relating to manifestation, spirituality, and most of all, using your superconscious to manifest success in all areas of your life. Now on to today's episode. Hey there, Superconscious Success fam. Welcome back to another episode. Thank you so much for joining me. If you are a little bit confused, then this episode is actually emerging from mine and Carl's Your Spiritual Shift, which was a a different podcast that we actually ran not too long ago. I've decided to merge it with the Superconscious Success podcast as a new segment. So any episode moving forward will actually be a part of the Superconscious Success podcast. Now, if you are wanting to know anything about ascension, about spirituality, about manifestation, about law of attraction, we even have channeling episodes in there. If you're interested in all of that, figuring out how you can actually transcend, how you can actually move from 3D to 5D and so much more, then this segment is the one that you're going to be wanting to go to. So thanks so much for joining us in this episode and we'll catch you soon. Hey there, Spiritual Shifters. Welcome to yet another awesome episode of this podcast, Your Spiritual Shift, in which we feature all things of a true spiritual nature and all things enlightening that help you to awaken to your true divine self. Hi, I'm Jennifer Matthews, and along with my co-host, Carl Gruber, we're excited to bring you another super interesting show on all things related to non-dualistic true spirituality. Before we move forward with today's guest, Can I please ask that if you're watching this episode on YouTube, then please subscribe to our YouTube channel so that you never miss a single episode of this show. Now, with that in mind, I can tell you with absolute certainty that I'm absolutely thrilled to welcome our guest, Aleni Yambalas. Okay, take it away, Carl. All right. You know, Eleni is the co-founder of Kaliteros.life and has found her true passion as a motivational speaker who uses her skills as certified life and manifestation coach and thought process consultant. I'd love to hear about that to empower others. And utilizing her expertise in the field of strength on her personal story, she creates a steady stream of programs to help people shatter limits and attract the lives they have always dreamed of. Her mission is to show people that with defined vision and applied belief, they can literally wake their dreams and live their most fulfilling lives. Um, Pretty interesting story. Uh, Eleni is a survivor of a difficult road tainted uh, with multiple forms of addiction, childhood abuse, and domestic violence. So Eleni has learned to take those painful life situations, apply gratitude and service to identify the blessings and facilitate growth. So with that, one final note, she also offers Reiki and life coaching to victims and assists in shelter fundraising. Uh, Also, she is a trainer uh, in her area and has a true passion for fitness and enjoys utilizing the outdoors to help others feel healthy and inspired. I knew that's why I liked you, Eleni. So welcome (laughs) to uh, uh, your spiritual shift. It's such an awesome honor to have you here. I've had the pleasure of knowing you for a few months. And uh, you are a true uh, ray of light, Eleni, but uh, you've had an amazing story. Tell us, how did you get to where you're at now? Uh, I know it's hard to, you know, share personal where, stories. Where do you want to start? <laughs> <laughs> um, the beginning. <laughs> I feel like every every pivot, 
every experience has, has brought me to a different level of awakening. You know, uh, in my 20s, I found myself homeless, li literally living in my, my Jeep. And I started my very first gratitude journal. I just, it was just one of those, those moments where I was, I decided I was broken. I was, I was overcoming addiction. I decided to get sober. I was living in this, in this car. And I, I said, you know, I didn't, I didn't know where to turn, but I remembered that my mom had this book, The Secret, and she had started a gratitude journal. And I thought, well, let's start there. And um, I can tell you that within a, a year and a half's time, I went from living in my car to jet setting around the country as a motivational speaker in a background that I had no formal training in, like in a subject matter. I was speaking about uh, nutrition and fitness. Uh, it just all the universe lined it up perfectly. So I can, I can attest to the fact that when you start to focus on the good things, and you take your attention away from what's not working and you invite in passion. This is the time in my life when I discovered that I, I, I love working out. I love mm. working out and I could do it for free. I could do it in a park. I could go to a, you know, I didn't have much, but I could go to, to use benches and I could run and I, and I, I just liked the way it felt. But when you, when you're focusing on, on, on what's working and now you, you add a spark of passion in there, the universe will just divinely line things up for you. I mean, it was nothing short of divine. And I can say that that happened to me again. It's happened to me multiple times where when I've, I've just let go of worry and just shifted, you know, we'll, we'll go through periods of that, right? Where like some mm -hmm. stuff's not working. You can hyper-focus on the stuff not working and create a whole lot more of it. Or you can just let it go. And, and to kind of ease and flow with life. I, I, I found myself again at a point where I just wasn't happy doing what I was doing. Here I am, I have this, you know, another miracle to line up. I got to participate in a really awesome book. It went international bestseller. And now I'm like, you know, I was working this job. I'm like, what, this book came out. I'm speaking in London. I'm traveling, I'm doing what I love. I'm speaking about things that I like to talk about now. Empowering women deliberate creating law of attraction like i'm liking where life's going but why am i still at this job i was clinging to that story of being a single mom needing income on oh, single mom a little scary you know you know so i just <laughs> my job i quit I just quit my heart the higher self came to me told me to quit my job and just started to meditate and it seemed like a good idea and it was the the most empowering, beautiful thing uh, I've ever experienced. And when I can tell you that miracle after miracle showed up to keep to, to keep food on the table, when, when, I, when, when you truly understand that your supply comes from source, mm -hmm. whatever you choose to call source, whether universe, God, whatever it is to you, that that is your supply. Your supply is good and only good can come. When you get there, that's when the ease and the flow really kicks in and you just allow and just do what makes you happy. And the more you're focused on the stuff that makes you happy, it's just, everything else just keeps, keeps lining up. I have inheritances that from like five years, people would pass five years ago, just showing up multiple inheritances. Ones I didn't even know were coming. Things were just, it was magic.
all magic. So how how do you um, how do you explain to people the the concept of letting go? Because that is something that that we struggle with, especially if you're talking about you know financial issues at the moment throughout the world. There's there's a lot of of people that are focused so much on on poverty and focus so much on how do I put food onto the table, just like you're in that situation. If somebody was to come to you and they were to say, you know. Um, but but how can I how can I focus on that when I don't have the money that's coming to coming to me? Um, I don't have the money to put food on the table. How would you explain to them to let go and detach from that, and how it's so important to be able to do that? Uh, I, I think I would re, re, reinforce the fact that you get what you think about. Mm. So if you're hyper on the lack, you're going to get more lack. I, and I have been in places where I literally was on my knees. Like I didn't know how I would feed my daughter. I didn't know. I just didn't know where it was coming from. But here, here's a little shift. And this was taught to me by one of my spiritual mentors. She said, she looked at me, she goes, Lenny, how, what's the difference between these two exactly same statements? She went, where's the money coming from? And then she went, where's the money coming from? Hmm. Where's the money coming from? Joyful expectancy, but you get what you expect, right? So if you you add joy and you you find that level of trust and you understand that the way that you you're thinking about it is literally creating that it'll help you kind of turn it around. You won't want to be worried because you know that you're creating more worry. I would yeah. I would highly encourage the person to reach for better feeling thoughts. You know what you don't want. You don't want to not be able to feed your kids. What do you want? When did we get afraid to tell the universe what we want? I want to go grocery shopping. I like thinking about putting anything I want in that part. I like walking through the store. I like not looking at price tags. I like going out to nice dinners once a week. And I like leaving really large tips. And I like to think about that kind of stuff. Whether I can or cannot, I can still like to think about it. And guess what? What's that thing? That's connecting you to that emotion of being there. You might not have that physical prosperity in your possession yet it's, it's there it's, it's making its way to you but you can think about it you can connect to the feeling and I assure you that there are other things in your life that make you feel the same way right now right now in the exact position you're in that there are things that make you feel that way that make you feel that same confidence mm-hmm. really oh. And we can ask, we can, I would tell someone to ask, ask the universe, show me, show me source. If you are so prosperous and I, I'm part of you, show me, show me prosperity. Show me. And, and, you know, and everything you're yeah. saying, Alani, everything you're saying, Alani is so um, in alignment with how the law of attraction works that when you are asking the universe, you're literally asking and believing it's already here believing yeah. it's already here. And that is a difficult place for a lot of people to, to get to because, you know, most of the world is in a, in a lack mentality, you know, oh, I wish I had a million dollars, but you're saying, I am so grateful to have these inheritances come in. It works. It, it does work. And, you know, for and it can start small. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you that any any time, even if I get a little scratchy lottery ticket, it just is a two dollar winner or a or a free ticket winner. I am praising. 
I yeah. want to thank you. Yeah, man. You'll find a dollar on the floor. You know, somebody buys you a coffee. That's the universe. And when, for that which we are grateful for, we're always given more. But also, let's put it this way. When you take your attention to it, now, now if, if you're going back to what I said before, you've asked the universe, show me prosperity. And all of a sudden now, these little things are happening, or maybe they've always been happening. You just never thought to acknowledge them, right? You didn't think mm-hmm. to acknowledge them. And now it's getting our attention. Our, our attention is shifting. We're now focusing on these things and, and we're aware. Oh, that connection. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I feel, I feel prosperous. Here. I feel confident. I feel some ease. I feel flow. You know, put, taking, taking yourself into to that space allows for expansion. So you can see more when we start to put our attention there. But I, I think that's one of the things that really helps the people that I work with is this little, uh, little dynamic. Your good comes from expected and unexpected sources. Nothing is more toxic than a fixed income mentality. Thinking that your mm. paycheck is your only source of income really blocks you from a lot of magic. Because if, if everything is based on your belief systems and you're only believing that that's the only way money's coming in, well, how are you going to let magic come in? What do you think? They're going to give you a million dollar raise at work? No. I'm open and receptive to new channels of income. I'm open and receptive to magic. I'm going to allow the universe to surprise and delight me with new sources of of prosperity. Start talking to yourself in these ways. You can work yourself up to that joyful expectancy of universe, work your magic. (laughs) I'm ready to receive, ready. Yeah. And so what's, what do you think the role of scripting is in, in this whole process? Oh, I love scripting. I do. I, and you know, the thing, thing about deliberate creating or, or just creating in general, I mean, we're creators, we're always creating. <laughs> well, number mm-hmm. one, take accountability for that. <laughs> Whether you want to or not, you're creating. Um, I think there's a lot of tools. It's not a one size fits all process. Yeah. You know, for some people, they can sit down and they can really visualize, right? They can really visualize it out. They can see it. They can they can smell the experience, taste the experience. I'm not one of those types of people. I can see little scenes here and there. It's not my stronger thing. I can script though, and I can write. So I think scripting is super powerful. You can write down what you want your life to look like. And it could be, it could be big picture, five year out. It could be a week out. It could be to the day, script the day. What do you want to see happen? How can you deliberately create something that you don't define? What, what, you know, I just used this one the other day in an interview and it kind of just came to me on the fly. I usually use a restaurant analogy, but would you walk into a hair salon and sit down and just say, cut my hair? No. You would say, I'd like my hair up to here. I'd like you to, you know, maybe layer it, put this here, that there. This restaurant, you would just sit down and say, bring me food. You would say, you look at the menu, you ask for any modifications that you wanted, this on the side, that this way. And then what would you do? Here's where everyone trips up. What would you do? You would expect it to come the way that you asked. Mm-hmm. But when we, try, when we do it with the universe, it's like, uh... You know, we get all nerved up and worried and, and then we're blocking it. 
Yeah. <laughs> we get nerfed up. We're not giving it the time to gestate to come back to us. Exactly. And so when we talk, oh, sorry, Carl. Do you want to go? Go ahead. Well, I, I just love that restaurant uh, menu analogy. That makes sense to me. I mean, you put it out there to the universe and it's like a menu. I want this. I want that. I want that. Deliver it to me the way I want. Uh, but just a real quick comment. I, I'm guessing that perhaps some of our viewers and listeners don't know what scripting is. I mean, Eleni, sure. would you like to uh, you know, give a little more defined explanation of it? Oh, absolutely. Scripting is a, is a method of creating um, which you are writing down exactly from your end result perspective uh something that you're looking to manifest it could be let's just say you wanted to manifest a mercedes amg s63 cabriolet convertible off the top of my head you would take that and you would write about driving that car how good it feels to drive that car uh you might want to write about the day that you bought the car what the car looks like in your driveway kind of music you're listening to, how the wind feels in your hair, how you like the motor, how, how smooth it is, how quickly it accelerates, but it's so quiet. But it's as many details as, as you can. You could do it for a specific item. You could just write a script for five years from now, what your life looks like. And, you know, you can, you can search this out on YouTube. I do have a section in both my... Um, Builder's Blocks course and in my Universal Law course that teach scripting. You, there's so many, there's a lot of resources out there if you want to learn. It's a tool that works. So you're, you create the scene. So if it's like, a, you know, you're writing what your, your life looks like five years from now, every detail, what house you live in, what kind of car are you driving, what's your career, what charitable acts are you are you are you involved with like I, I actually have a template download with with my course for this to help people really because it can feel overwhelming i remember the first time i scripted it felt very overwhelming so i wanted to add some ease to to, to that for people like broke down the, the 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 categories what's your health like what's your relationship status um but the thing is you don't just it's like making a vision board right you like don't just do it and then like forget about it you gotta read it every day yeah. And one yeah. thing one thing that I find is that something that we struggle with is the concept of clarity because we we get something in our minds and then all of a sudden the next day we think of something completely different. And it's really important with the universe that we're clear and that we're consistent and that we know exactly what it is that we want in order for the universe to bring it to us. Because like you said, if you're at a restaurant and you've asked the waiter for something and then the waiter goes away to go get you something, then all of a sudden it's like, oh, no, 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 I've changed my mind. I, I would like this. It's going to take a lot longer for that to come to you because the universe is not clear on what you're actually wanting. So what's the, what's the, like I said, what's the importance of clarity in this situation? I think that clarity is, is it's super important. Like you said, I, I've never, I never actually thought about adding that to it. Like when you change your order, like 10 minutes after you've ordered, it's going to slow the process. But I think too, that there's a level of heaviness that mm. the people attach to deliberate creating. And law of attraction. I mean, I think there's like a, a level of heaviness that, that people attach to it. This like uh, panging or or anxiety to it. When 
we're creators. It's what we're meant to do. Guess what? Mm. If you create something and you want to create more, create more. It's mm-hmm. We're supposed to keep creating. If you don't like what showed up, well, create something different. It's really not so heavy. Have yeah. you a little more playful with it, right? Like, so yeah, I just feel like there's this like tension that's now mounted around the law of attraction with people. <laughs> but it's what we're supposed It's like, you know, my cat. What does she do all day? She lays around and then like backs her toys around. It's what she does. She's an inside cat. We're humans. We're creators. We're meant to create and create and create and create. That's like, yeah. take some, take, take breaks off. Have some fun with it. Like, As I say, look at, look at life as, as like a game. And look at it as yeah. though you're going around a Monopoly board or, or something and you're just creating exactly what it is that you're wanting to create. And I remember I, I did, every year I do this massive vision board. I mean, it's probably, probably takes up half the size of, <clears throat> half the size of my wall. And I remember I did this up one year and I was painting and stuff and I put it away and I didn't even think about it. It was just, it was just away. And I think it was away for like a full year because I was getting my office and stuff sorted. And when I pulled it out the next year, I realized the amount of stuff that had actually come true in that particular time. And I had no idea how any of it was going to happen. It was like, you know, I put it, I put it out there to, to the universe. And then all of a sudden, different things started happening that were started to bring people into my life. They started to bring, you know, new cars and new experiences and you know, and I think that that's the thing is you can create a vision board and I think it's really important that we instill those those visions into our mind. But sometimes once it's actually instilled, like I said, I put it away and, and then all of a sudden I bring it out and I'm like, wow, that's pretty cool. Um, so I think that's the thing. I think a lot of it also that I've found is the, uh, the emotion that we attach to it. So how important is emotion when it comes to manifestation? Oh, it's the essential component. Mm. It's identifying the emotion of um, it's the it's the secret sauce because we are vibrational beings, right? And mm-hmm. what makes us our, our, our emanate vibration uh, most heavily is our emotions. So when someone says to me, "Well, how do I attract what I want?" I first thing is, "How does it make you feel? What do you mm-hmm. feel like?" feel like let's let's go there in our mind what does it feel like like we already started to talk about finding financial security it feels like you feel like free you feel freedom you feel ease you feel happy you feel um confident right so now we have identified we've identified the feelings then where do you feel that now and i assure you there are things in your life that make you feel freedom. And it might even be that, you know, you know, once a week you get an hour to yourself where you just take a drive and you're listening to music. You don't have kids in the car. That's freedom. It might be that, you know, you you take a vacation uh, every six months. It's a freedom, but you'll you'll have to think about the word the emotion and where do you feel that it might not be to the same magnitude as the end result, but the vibration is still there. And once you know that vibration, you can ask to be shown more of it. Show me more confidence. 
don't be afraid to challenge the universe. Like we're afraid, like that's like some kind of man in the sky with a big stick or something. Like it's going to come down <laughs> on us. No. <laughs> no, don't be afraid to say, show me, show me, show me. How am I so confident? Show me more confidence. You're also challenging your subconscious mind too. Uh, and once you ask your mind a, a question, it, it can't, it's duty is to find an answer for you and to maintain your homeostasis, you know, I'm confident. Like, so if you're using affirmations to switch it to a question, how, how, how am I so confident? Why am I so confident? Then your mind's like, why is she so confident? Bing, 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 showing you every time that you're confident. It's like, it's like a, like a flash going off and stuff that's been happening all the time. But identifying the emotion because it's, it's the strong vibrational output point and realizing where you already feel it. And, and then just do do that more. Once you identify it, write down your list. Well, I have freedom here. I have confidence here. I feel ease and flow when I'm doing this. Give it more. And, and that's the- what that I do uh, with my clients. I always talk to them the importance of emotion because if everything is energy, everything vibrates at a particular frequency. And I always tell my clients that when you add the power of strong emotion, it's like pouring gasoline on the fire. It intensifies it. And the universe you know, like attracts like, well, now you've amped up the energy and the frequency of that. And the universe is like, oh, I better pay attention. He he really wants that. Yeah. So, yeah. Fantastic. Right to um, drum that up, not to cut you off, Carl, but, you know, if, you, if you're, if you're challenged with, well, I don't, I don't know, you know, how, how, where I really feel a strong level of confidence or, well, Take yourself to that end result. And we already kind of played with this earlier. Like, what, what do you like about feeling confident? I like walking into a room and knowing that, that, that I'm respected. I like that feeling. I like knowing that, that everything I'm working on is a success. I like knowing that my company is established. I like that feeling. I like when people are consulting me. I like when I'm making the decisions. I like you can play with it. It doesn't have to be so serious and so heavy, but... Put yourself there and really like close your eyes. What do you like? What do you like about being there? Why do you like it? How does that feel? What yeah. other things are you doing? You know, you're, you're taking an hour and a half long lunch break. You're boss. <laughs> <laughs> now, one of your one of your courses, because you've got a platform called Kalateros, is it? Or what's it called? Kalateros. Yeah. word for best. So Kalateros.life. Yeah, we're a platform of different courses. It's a subscription-based model, and you have access to all our different courses. So it's, I get to do what I love. I love creating content, and I have a yeah. variety of stuff up now. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm the same. I love creating courses, and um, and I've got the Enlightened Wellness Network, which um, I'm building at the moment, which is a collection of courses and programs and masterminds and all sorts of things so it's it's a lot of fun and it's great to get all this content out now one of the courses that you have got in this particular platform is on the universal laws and you go through the 12 universal laws can you briefly go through uh some of them with us so that we can we can start to understand the the power we know the law of attraction that's that's one of the most (laughs) well talked about but we we don't talk a lot about the other laws which are equally as important as the law of attraction and they work alongside it 
And without these other laws, then the law of attraction just simply wouldn't work. So how um, can you briefly go into that for us? I mean, you, so you have 12 major laws. I, I cover 14 because there's some sub laws I feel are really important. Uh, I mean, so the law of attraction works side by side with like the, the law of compensation. We mm-hmm. are compensated for our, our, our energy, good and bad. Compensation comes back to you. Everything's a boomerang. So it's a very similar to the law of attraction. Uh, the, the law of attraction is the actual force of it coming back and the compensation is, is the actual deliverance of it. You have the law of perpetual transmutation of energy, mm. which is love that one. one. <laughs> yeah, me too. What, mean, what does it mean? Well, it means that every, every vibration, right. It, it has two different like frequencies to it. There's a high and a low. So happy and sad are really in the same vibrational level there's different frequencies different ends of the spectrum so if you have let's just say like because the people get concerned they get too so like well i didn't think happy all day i don't you know my thoughts were impossible they we have a law of perpetual transmutation of energy in which you can revise or switch energy mm-hmm. to the, the, the opposite law of polarity that's working the law of perpetual transmutation of energy works side by side with the law of polarity there's a lot to this. This is why this course is 42 videos, like 42, five to 12 minute, 15 minute videos with 42 downloads of, you know, different activities to understand because there's a lot of workings in the laws of the universe. But when you understand them, you can truly be a deliberate master of your life. You, you really, so I love, one of my favorite is the law of correspondence. And, and, and mm. you know, there's a lot of different spirituality factors as within so without right as above so below so everything's a mirror everyone's you pushed out and and i've and and once i understood this and i really looked at things in my life like i'm pretty clean energetically at this point in my life but if if i was noticing behaviors in my daughter that were let's just say unbecoming maybe she was snappy or nasty or something of that nature i would all of a sudden it clicked to me when I was creating this course that this was like, this was my mirror. Yeah, this was mirror, me, yeah. Where I had maybe not been as poised, but I, I'm so clean energetically. Like mine's like ever so slight. You know, if I roll my eyes and next thing you know, my daughter's stomping on my foot and like throw, throwing something at me. Like it, it comes back to me a lot heavier than I give it. But, um, and pretty quickly, like I, I'm on a, I'm, I'm within the day I have my turnaround. Within a day, 24 to 48 hours, I get my energetic turnaround. Uh, to, but it's a gauge, right? It's always mm. a gauge. You're seeing things in, in people like, uh, you know, I'm always running into somebody. I'm ten, uh, everyone always seems to be nasty when I go out. I get the worst uh, tellers wherever I go. Well, first of all, that's your belief system. If you're going yeah. out saying you're always getting the people, you're going to get. But, hey, where, where are you maybe a little negative in your life? Mm. One of the biggest and I think most eye-awakening moments I ever had was the fact that I'm a domestic violence survivor, okay? I'm a domestic violence survivor, but I'm a really nice person. I'm a nice mm. person. I've never not been a nice person. And as I was creating this course so many years later, you know, probably 20 years later now, and I just I had to understand it. Like, how did I, okay, now I understand that I am responsible for everything that happened in my life. 
I'm in my put on my big girl accountability pants. How did I attract an abusive partner? Well, the universe doesn't really discriminate. I've always been very well. I'm not going to be. I wouldn't mind how I word that. At that time of my life, I was very critical of myself, and as yeah. a young girl growing, I was very critical and abusive to my body abusive in, in multiple ways. I, I would say that, you know, of course, I was, I was an addict. I was a recovering addict. Um, I had, had struggled with eating disorders as a young girl. So there's a level of abuse I was putting myself through. I was very critical. So an eating disorder, someone is very critical of their body. I attracted a critical, abusive person. Mm. It was a direct response to the energetic output I was putting out into the universe. Universe doesn't discriminate. It doesn't, it's not, you know, it doesn't have, can't say, well, she's really nice. So we're not going to send this. No, it's, it's a direct response to what you're vibrating. Yeah. And I think that's, I think that's where we, where we struggle, I think, is that we are so focused on what we see in front of us that we don't take the time to really delve deep and to really figure out exactly where we're at at this particular point in time. You know, what what is, you know, self-love is so critical. Self-love is so important for being able to, you know, live a happy life, but also to manifest what it is that you want into your life. So I love you. I love your your story in in regards to how that lack of self-love and that lack of of maybe self-worth actually attracted somebody into your life that they're sort of like, you know, treated you the same way. Because if we don't treat ourselves well, how can we expect that somebody else is going to treat us well? And this is, I think, something that is that is people struggle with today. I, and I think, it, you know, you can take that even further, right? Like if you're loathing your life, if you're like mm. hating your life or you're hating your job or you're hating your circumstances, they're going to struggle in manifesting things that you love. You got it. That's why gratitude, that little that little tool of the gratitude journal is really helpful, a building block for a lot of people. They're not realizing how it's working or what it's really doing, but it's taking you out of that, that mindset of, of, you know, really being disliking things and kind of, of, of shifting the energy. You, you can't, you can't, uh, Attract the body you want or, or create. I, one of the courses I, I'm really excited about, I just put up, is a deliberate appearance with like reverse aging and, and weight loss techniques. But if you're loathing your body, if you hate your body, yeah. you, you can't create that point. Rule number one, love self. And that, that that's the answer for everything is love. Yeah. Everything else will fall. Love and joy. I'm, uh, I'm going to just jump in here for a moment. Just as a reminder for our viewers and listeners, this is your Spiritual Shift, a podcast with my host, Jennifer Matthews in Western Australia. I'm Carl Gruber in the Midwest in the U.S. And a lady from the East Coast of the United States, uh, Eleni Yambalis, a lady who went from sleeping in a car, being homeless and addicted to flying around the world on stages as a motivational speaker. And now I love it because you describe yourself as a teacher of truth. What an awesome inspiration you are to the world. Thank you, Eleni. Thanks. I just, um, anything's possible. You can have whatever you want. Anything is possible. Why, why, 
Why, why would it be possible for me and not you? Why is it possible for that person and, and not someone else? It's, it's, the truth is, it's, it's, anything's possible. Any one of us can have whatever we desire. Uh, it's, it's just, it's the art. Abraham Hicks used to talk about the art of allowing. Mm. He still talks about the art of allowing. That's it. It's just allowing the universe. Changing your perspective from angst to just wonder looking at wonder at that which is before you the more harmony is the ultimate truth right the more harmonious live our lives the more harmony will present itself the more you just strive to be a being of love and and just compassion uh the more your world will change you know you'll people everyone around you if you are harmonious you're vibrating harmoniously then you're attracting harmony into your life. You're, I, I couldn't tell you the, the last time I had a run-in with a nasty person. It just doesn't happen to me. It doesn't happen. It yeah. just doesn't Leo happen. <laughs> I, always, I always get kind and helpful people. Here in the United States, I don't, I don't know what you guys have over there in Australia, but we have the Department of Motor Vehicles. And people often complain about their experience <laughs> at the Department of Motor Vehicles. Nobody's friendly there. It always takes hours. I'm always in and out in 10 minutes and I always have the nicest people and the nicest yeah. conversation. But that's, you know, mindset too. It's, it's, you get what you expect. But if you, if you, if you understand that life is supposed to feel good yeah. to you, life's supposed to feel good. It's supposed to be fun. We're supposed to create, just lighten up. If you don't like the way something worked out, well, think another thought, create something new. I do want to put this forth and I I want to ask both Eleni and Jen, do you both of you, do you think that does a person really have to scrape bottom first before they awaken? Does it have to happen that way? It seems like that's all the time, you know, uh, you're at the bottom. Does a person really have to go through uh, angst and a dark night of the soul in order to awaken to all that is and the truth and love? It's so funny, I hop in with this one. So funny he asked this question. I literally was just meditating on that uh, the other day. And it's, I think that the reason that that happens is because it's just so abnormal for us. Our belief systems are so conditioned by external sources that there needs to be struggle, that life, Mm -hmm. like when you're a little kid, you think that life is going to be full of hard times and pain and college is going to be tough and it's going to be hard to get into college and there's going to be competition. And there's like, we're groomed for all this struggle. It doesn't have to, no, not people don't have to go through the dark night of the soul if they're raised differently, if they're yeah. raised with the right beliefs. So we have a chance with these next generations, with these younger ones, with these, these new babies being born to us, light, light star seeds out there and, and, and raising them that anything is possible, that, you know, that, that you can be whatever you want. Your thoughts are creative. It doesn't matter if you things are only hard if you expect them to be hard if we if we raise them differently but yeah for a lot of us it is that way because of our belief systems and that's you know kind of not our fault <laughs> so yeah what do you think about that? what do you think about that jennifer yeah no i t- i totally agree with um with what you've just said i think that we do reach a a higher level of awakening as we go through those experiences because it helps us to see the other oh sorry the other side of things it helps us to see the the 
polarity of of a situation and like you said we we come from belief systems and if we're not taught to change those belief systems um we don't even know that they exist that's the thing we don't even know that they're that they're there until things start showing up in our lives that we didn't expect or we didn't didn't want um so yeah i totally agree with what you just said eleni you you know you guys want to get honest for a second let's get raw and honest as a, a law of attraction teacher and doing what I do and really looking at belief systems and programming, I realized as a mother, I was fear conditioning my daughter. Mm -hmm. I'm putting it out. I was fear conditioning my daughter, like telling her, like, you know, don't jump off the back of the couch. Don't do this. Like, but all the time, like, no, don't do that. You can poke your eye out. Don't do that. Not, not that, you know, you're safe in the world and all of life loves and supports you. But I was, you know, robbing her of that wonder part of that wonder you know when you think about little babies like they're fearless they don't care they're touching the outlets or jumping off the that no one's ever told them not to and that they wouldn't <laughs> it's our it's our own expectation that it's dangerous that actually creates that danger for them yes oh, exactly right. exactly and we right, tend to right. do that as a parent right but I, I realized that some of what I was doing was was putting a program in her and I thought damn Damn. And it made me look around at like like the other systems I might be putting on around her. I don't ever want her to feel the school is hard or I'm not mm. saying the school is not important, but I'm not going to, to make her feel certain ways about it. I think that the programs that are instilled around us, this pressure that's created, uh, you know, they say that by fifth grade, kids have already decided if they're smart or not. And that's so sad. They're smart if they're pretty, if they're if they're capable, like they've decided all these things about themselves by fifth grade. And uh it just makes you think about like the you know the, these different programs that we're putting putting in and the pressures around them. Yeah. And it's not and it's not just the parents. We're talking about peers here. I mean, I've got, like I said, I've got an 18 and a 20-year-old, and you know, their peers become so critically important as they go through high school and through their teen years. And so this is why the, the people that they hang around or the people that are around them, their belief systems change as well. And so it's not until you get a bit older and you start to look back and you start to reflect that you go, oh, wow, okay, this is why everything's happened to me. This is why I've attracted these people into my life. Um, and it's a conversation that I have with with my daughter, who's who's had her struggles with with you know young girls, which can be a challenging time. I still remember, um, and and I have conversations with her about you know being around the sort of people that you want to be, you know, that you want to mirror, and that's really really important. So I do understand because growing up, I also. I suppose, instilled fear in my kids um, because that's what we were taught um, and what our parents were taught and what our parents' parents were taught. Um, and if you look at young babies and you look at children and you said, oh, they're totally fearless, well, I believe if we go, if we delve into spirituality and my brand is actually super conscious success, so mine is all about is all about that higher self. It's about getting in touch with that super conscious. And I believe that, as a child, they are so connected to source and so connected to their higher self that they don't have any fear. They don't, they know deeply within them that they are 
they they are eternal bees. They know deep within them that that they're looked after. It's not until we start having people saying, "Don't do that, don't do that, don't climb that tree," you know, you're going <laughs> to fall off that tree, that we start going, "Oh, oh, okay." So the world is a scary place, and I can't do what I want to do. And then all of a sudden, people are going, "You have to go to." university you have to do this you have to do this if you don't do this then you're not going to get a job because it's so competitive out there there's no way you're going to get a job these are the sort of things that are instilled in us um, from a young age that as we do move on we lose that sense of who we are and so that's when changing the belief systems is so critical I have to agree with you wouldn't it be fascinating just to see I mean, you know, obviously they need they need adults for for care. But what would happen if you just let them kind of do what they want? They'd probably walk on water. <laughs> that would they be could. so cool. <laughs> they wouldn't there would be no one to tell them that no, you'll you know you'll sink because it's still because I agree with you that yeah. because I do a lot of work higher self and 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 uh, and understanding what we really are, limitless mm. beings, and and to, when they do know that when they come in. I, it would be fascinating to see what they would do. They'd probably fly. Probably. Probably. If something wounded their flesh, they would probably just heal it. Yeah. Mm. Because they wouldn't have anybody telling them about tetanus or anything else that's going around, so they wouldn't know any of that. <laughs> Not possible to heal yourself. You guys, you guys are amazing. I'm sitting here with two beacons of light. This is just awesome. You know, I'm uh, Eleni, you and I are both into the aspects of healing, and, and you have so many beautiful things going on in your life. Tell us about the Matt Bellina experiment that you're involved well, with. Yeah. So we believe there's a, Carl and I, we both run intention setting groups based mm-hmm. on Lynn McTaggart's principles, um, the power of eight of intention setting, right? And then that, which really goes to expectancy, you know, getting, getting multiple people together, groups of eight or more to focus their intention on the end result healing of a, a subject. Uh, the, the cool thing that happens is a lot of times the, the participants, uh, the people participating in the experiment start to see miracles themselves. So Matt Apollina is a, is a friend of mine who's, you know, kind of magically come into my life and he's, uh, he's been labeled. I don't, I don't, I don't place diagnosis on anyone. I just don't, I don't believe in sickness. Yeah. To be quite honest. That, that, you know, that's a conversation for another time, but I, I don't believe in sickness, but he's been labeled with ALS. And, um, I think a lot of times what happens is people get labeled with things and then they go home and they, they're told about what's going to happen. Now they're setting these mental expectations. And uh, once you, yeah. once you think something's going to happen, you right? like, you know, you well, go home, you start getting Google, right? Yeah. Well, don't Google. they, don't they say that the moment that you're actually told by the doctor, how long you've got to live pretty much on the day, that's when you pass away. It's like, yeah, and I've great stories about that. I, I was the, I think I was on with Carl one time and the woman was talking about, uh, there was a mix-up, and the priest came in at a hospital and read read the rites to the wrong person, <laughs> the last rites, and the person really had like very little wrong with them, and they ended up passing away. I mean, it's just like once you think, once you mentally set expectations, this is what happens. But yeah, because now your 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 creative power is in motion. 
It's exactly yeah. what's happening. You're out. And, and you're thinking about what the chemo is going to be like and what your body's going to go through. Well, what, what where I'm going with this is that I don't I don't label anybody with that. So Matt Matt was labeled with ALS and he doesn't believe that he has to accept the diagnosis. He doesn't Good. believe that he has to accept. And uh, you know, you get what you expect and what you accept, you get to keep. So he we started a power bait intention group for him. And there's lots of people who join us uh, multiple nights a week. We have four different groups and we focus our intention on the end result healing of Matt. And we're already seeing this restored function. His hands are moving again. But here, here's a testament of how creative power works. Here's, here's a testament to that. Matt reached out to the ALS. There's a, there's a, a, a study with Duke University. They're studying ALS reversals. He reached out to them to get trackers put on nerve sensors because he's reversing ALS. He's owning it. Instead of owning the diagnosis, he's owning the reversal, which you've got to yeah. love. I mean, he's already got sensations going in his arms. Um, it's just, it's beautiful. I believe that I have my own story to write. You have your own story to write. Carl has his own story to write. And we all get to yeah. see what we want. And I see Matt Bellina walking, driving, hanging out with his kids, uh, throwing a ball and, and, and just living a, a high quality life. That's what I see in my story. And when you join your stories with other like-minded people, you're just putting a lot of the same, it's like putting threads up, threads up, threads up. And, and soon you have a rope, a solid rope. Talk, talking about talking about that, something just came to my mind. And what do you say to somebody? Because this is something that I deal with. You know, I, I try to stay in, like you, my, my vibration very high. I, I stay in places of joy. I don't listen to negative stuff happening out there. I don't watch the news. I don't. Um, but what do you say to people that say, get your head out of the clouds and start facing reality? Because that's something that I get sometimes. And I'm like, but this is my reality. So what do you say to somebody? <laughs> well, I don't I don't often encounter people who will who who would um say anything like that to me. Mm. Um but if I did if I did, I would say, Well, I make my own reality. Yeah. That's exactly what I say. You know, there's every there's, there's, what's that? Every Every morning, I make a conscious choice to ask, and I decree the world that I live in. I live in yeah. a world that's healthy. I live in a world that's prosperous. I live in a world full of love and happiness, and I get to see evidence of that. Every single day, I'm validated. And I know that by setting that decree and, and setting that expectation, I will be validated. And when I see those validations, I will give it my attention. I will give it my praise and I will thank. I will acknowledge it. I will stay in appreciation so I can be shown more of it. I get emails about people healing from diseases. I yeah. get, I get the people uh, being prosperous to other people, generosity all the time. I, I see beautiful things. I experience prosperity myself i take notice of the nice gift what i don't scoff or or mock anyone with a good job or a nice car i love that that's universe value yeah. when i believe every person on the road today driving gas is expensive good for you 
You got yeah. fuel in your car. Too. That's prosperity. The supermarkets are packed. There's things missing off the shelves. That means people are shopping. Yes. Show me more. Show yeah. me more, source. I live in my own world. It's a happy place here. I don't have to validate it to anyone else. Yep. You create exactly. the world. I'll create mine. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, man. <laughs> It's like, gee, I wish, you, I wish you were happy, Eleni. <laughs> this is, we could talk, we could talk forever here. I mean, this is just amazing. Uh, thank you so much for coming on uh, um, your spiritual shift. Uh, Eleni, how do people get uh, connected with you? You've got the Matt Bellina Experiment.com, Calenteros.life. Uh, you have a YouTube channel too, right? I do. We actually have a Calenteros. Uh, YouTube channel where I do a, a lot of short videos, just little tidbits of just uh, affirmations and different law of attraction and universal law principles. Um, I also have my own YouTube channel called Prayer Priestess uh, that dives a little more with, um, you know, a little bit more spirituality, a little Christianity involved in, in that, the teachings of the Bible and, and Jesus uh, and how that all kind of works together with the law of attraction and the different universal laws. I think they've been trying to teach us things for a long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> many teachers, many cultures have been trying to teach us the same thing. Um, you, you can have what you want. But yeah, calitaros.life, that's my, my main hub. Matt B. Experiment, you can find us on Facebook. Uh, and I, yeah, I'd love to hear from you guys. I love it. This was a great interview. I'll interview yeah. you too. And- on any side, a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, this was a lot of fun. And I'm so blessed that we came into contact with each other. And, um, yeah. you know, and it, we got so much insight from you in this in this interview. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Uh, truly honoured. Yeah, and so much energy. I'm going to dance around my living room after this. My <laughs> <laughs> living room. Why not? Me and my cat. <laughs> Me and my cat, Maya, who made an appearance here earlier in the show. So. She did. She did. I loved it. But it was great. All right, my beautiful friends. Thank you, Jen. Thank you, uh, Eleni, here on your spiritual ship. Namaste. Thanks so much. Namaste. Good to be, my friends. <laughs>